We've been walking slowly through uh, the Gospel of Luke. We're in, we start chapter 6 today. And what's cool about walking slowly through Bible passages, I know that we're, we're all probably committed to reading our Bibles at certain times uh, in our devotional life. Um, but the unfortunate part about most reading plans is you read kind of quickly because you're trying to get through them <laughs> instead of just saying, okay, I've got to meditate on a few verses today and see what the Lord might say through this. And, um, and it's, it's kind of weird, especially when you're you know, going through a passage, uh, you think, because you've read it before, that you know something about it. And then, then the Holy Spirit tells you something different. And that's what I love about the Word of God, because it's alive and living and active and sharper than a double-edged sword, and it's always able to do more than we can ask or imagine. And uh, as we come to this scripture, that's what, uh, that's what is in my heart, because it seems like an innocuous little story here. But as, as I was praying, uh, the word that came to my heart, and, and it was throughout our worship time, it was throughout our sacred reading time, it was through our prayer time, uh, is that what, we're, what Jesus wants us to understand is that we need to trust Him no matter what. And as I was looking at this, it looks like it's a story of the Sabbath, and it is, but I, I want to bring this word trust to you in a different way that, you know, if I say trust the Lord, that, that might mean something to you. But when there's this kind of pressure on our society, uh, we go, man, I don't know. Or even what Dean brought up in his own, uh, his, his dealings with business over some years, it's like, how do I trust the Lord when I feel like I have nothing? And then you realize that's when you really trust the Lord, right? Okay, so we're going to read the, the story, and then I'm going to talk about... Uh, now, again, Jesus was training his disciples as he's walking through this, and so they're learning about how to think and how to trust, and how to understand what Jesus is doing as he's kind of deconstructing uh, the way they were walking before. And, and so, here, here we go. You guys ready? Ready? Anybody ready? Okay, right, here we go. Okay, yeah, say ready. Okay, here we go. All right. <clears throat> One Sabbath, so this doesn't, doesn't follow necessarily the last story. It says, One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, And his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered them, Have you never heard what David did? When he and his companions were hungry, he entered the house of God. And taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Uh oh. We're in another bad chapter here. Because you know, we, we, we started in chapter five that you know he's forgiving he's forgiving people. And only God can convert, forgive. And he's healing people. And only God can, uh, can heal. And then he, he goes on and, and he starts bringing in the sinners and, and the tax collectors. And, and they're going, there is something really wrong with this guy. But what Jesus was doing was saying that the kingdom of God as it expands is completely different than what you think it is. And these guys were stuck in a mode. Uh, if I had time, I, I would develop uh, their thinking of the Sabbath. Um, 
But the Sabbath was a day of rest, right? And it was a, it was a, a day where you weren't supposed to work at all. But what they had done was that they, they had gotten so good at creating other scenarios because some other scenario would come up and it's like, well, you're, I don't think you can pick that. I don't think you, and so they would layer. There was actually 63 extra laws on top of what was already revealed in the Old Testament that they had, that they had decided everybody should follow. And, uh, and Jesus was, you know, knowing this, was like, hmm, I'm going to have to let these guys come back to, to ground zero again. And as I was thinking about this, though, it, this happens to every Christian, too. Uh, every time, you know, we get stuck in a rut pretty quick. It's easy to, to judge other Christians. Have you ever judged a Christian? It's easy to judge, the, you know, uh, other people in the world. It's like, oh, yeah, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, this was the perfect opportunity for Jesus to, to set the Sabbath correctly in the minds of the disciples. And unfortunately, is one of the things that, you know, got Jesus killed was this issue of the Sabbath. Okay, so what Jesus does, and, and it's, it's genius, uh, is he takes a story from uh, the Old Testament, First uh, Samuel, I think it's 28, where, where he talks, he says, have you never read? How, you know, you guys are scholars of the Bible. Have you never read? And they're like, yeah, we kind of read that, but we really never looked at it the way you're looking at it. And so Jesus is like, I want you to see for the first time what the Sabbath is really about. And he brings this very relational story to them of King David, who wasn't the king, he wasn't the king yet, he was, he was, he was traveling around, he was kind of running from Saul, and he shows up uh, to, uh, to the, it wasn't the temple at the time, obviously, and, and uh, he, he's alone with the priest, and he's like, uh, we're hungry, and, he's, and, and the priest is going, I don't, you know, I can't give you, I don't have any bread, I can't give you anything, and he says, all I have is this consecrated bread, and he's like, yeah, I'll take that. You know, we're hungry, you know, and you don't know the guys I'm with. They are really hungry. Uh, and and uh, so the, the priest, he got another, he put a fresh loaf out there, took the old loaf, and then gave it and gave it to them. But there was this guy, Doeg, a bad guy who was not, not a, a, an Israelite. And, uh, and he got this priest in big trouble. So the point of the story is, David was not allowed to do something, but David was a person who was all about relationship with God, right? This is the one thing we know about, about David. And, and so my first point is that the Sabbath is really about relationship with God. Now, we're not talking about the Sabbath as a thing, right? I, I, want, I want us to take a higher concept. Why did God de- develop the Sabbath for us? Why did he give us the Sabbath? Anybody, anybody? Why? For rest. What else? Closeness to him, a time to get close to him. So the first thing he wanted to take them back to was the reason that we have this thing called the Sabbath was not so that you could be restricted and religious, but so that you could come back into relationship with God. Does that make sense? And, and these guys didn't understand that, but again, he's, he's training his disciples and saying what this gospel of the kingdom is all about is a relationship with God. It's not about rules and order and these kind of things. It's about actually coming to God. And he could not bring a better person than David to the forefront because what do we know about David? 
He was a man after God's own heart, and he spent a lot of time with God. How do we know? Because we got a bunch. <laughs> because we got a bunch of 150 of his songs in the book. Uh, not all of them are his, uh, but a, a good portion. And all of these songs came out of him spending time with the Lord and, you know, and learning about the Lord by being with him. And so the first thing Jesus wanted to do was say, I want you to understand that the Sabbath is about a relationship with God. Stop making it about something else. And the reason that God instituted the Sabbath was to give people a chance to not have to work. Now, we always have to work, right? Everybody? No, no, we don't actually have to work. <laughs> We're just like these people, but we do. We think we have to work, uh, and so uh, we do. So he brings David in to say, you know, the first point of the kingdom of understanding the Sabbath is it's going to be about relationship. Jesus, he told, uh, he told uh, the people in Mark, he said, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And I love that. Because uh, there's still some Christians out there, uh, you know, even to this day, saying that we should follow the Sabbath. Now, I think we should follow the Sabbath principle that I'm talking about here. We should spend time with the Lord, uh, right? And I'll give you the other points in a minute. But we're not under the umbrella of having to keep a Sabbath as a law anymore. I know that might sound difficult to you. I think we should. I mean, I actually take a Sabbath every week. I cease my labors. If you try to call me on Saturday, uh, then you probably won't get me. Even if it says emergency, well, you might get me. Anyway, uh, but essentially, I, I do, you know, what our family likes to take time out and, uh, and rest from our labors because there's plenty of labor out there. Okay, but we're not stuck in that. And the reason we do that is to train ourselves to have a relationship with God. Okay, so the second part of this uh, is that the Sabbath, and this is, this is kind of super key right now for all of us because we're living in this time where we don't, the Sabbath is about pausing life so that we can reflect differently. The reason that these teachers of the law couldn't get Jesus was they could not suspend their judgment for one minute. And this is a problem for everyone. We think that everything is binary. It's either black or white. And it's hard for Christians to understand that sometimes we have to hold things in tension, right? I was going to give you an exercise. I think I will. And, but first I have to say this. Satan's strategy is to divide everyone from everybody. And he will use whatever he can. He'll use color. He'll use the ideas, religion, political stuff. And when, and when we're getting all this stuff from the media, what is it trying to do? Divide. Everything. If you find yourself divided from anyone, it's because you've, you've gone binary. You've gone, it's this or this. How do we know? I'm going to give, here's the exercise. You ready? I'm going, to, I'm going to make two statements and see, and I want you to see how you feel. Are you ready? This is a tough exercise. Here we go. President Biden is a Christian. Second statement. President Trump is a Christian. 
Some of you are sweating. <laughs> I can see this. Okay, now, the reason I wanted to make those two statements is it's easy for us to determine, right? We're, we're like the Pharisees. We can't suspend judgment for a minute so that we can think like a Christian. A Christian doesn't say this person's this way and this person's this way and therefore they're good or bad. A Christian says, here is a person that God calls me to love, to pray for, to forgive. This is what the kingdom of God's about. The kingdom of God is not about dividing. The kingdom of God is about letting God be God. Do I know if President Trump is a Christian? No. Do I know if President Biden's a Christian? I mean, I don't know their heart. Do you know their hearts? You go, well, I can judge them by their fruit. Doesn't matter. That's not my job. Is it your, jo- is it your job to determine who's in, in, who's out? No. What our job is, is to love and to love our enemies. We're like, well, this guy's my enemy. Oh, good. Even more reason for you to love. It's like, yeah, but I don't agree with his politics. Even more reason for you to pray for him right? And to, and to extend grace. And to trust that God is big enough to know what to do with this. Now, I could, I could have given you a lot of other illustrations for you to go, yeah, but that's wrong. And I'm not saying that we, that we suspend judgment towards everything. I'm just saying that the Sabbath causes us to pause and let God be God and us, us. If you find yourself getting agitated by one thing or another, that's an opportunity for us instead to suspend and say, Lord, I am so glad I am not God. (laughs) And you are. And I don't have to control my world. All I have to do is control my love and my prayers towards what you want to accomplish in the kingdom. Does that make sense? So the Sabbath is about, and and he was trying to teach these guys, listen, don't get stuck on, can you do this or not do this? I want you to instead look and say, can you receive me? I mean, Jesus was standing there. How many like Jesus? All right, good. I mean, and here's Jesus standing there, and they're going, you're doing it wrong. You're doing religion wrong. And they could have just stopped for a moment and said, I wonder who this guy really is. I wonder what God's doing with this guy's life. I wonder if he's the Savior. (laughs) But they couldn't pause. And I want to just encourage us to take this, especially this week, because, you know, it's easy to pick sides. Is is Russia right? Is Ukraine right? You know, who's who's right? Who's right? Who's right? Guess what? That's That's not on us. It says, did I read that already? First of all, prayers and petitions and thanksgiving go to leaders so that we can live a life of peace and godliness and holiness. That's what we're called to do, right? Okay, so in our own world, uh, you know, there's, there's about 40,000 different denominations. Yeah, it's a lot. And there's more every, every week. You know, somebody's like, I believe everything those guys believe except... <laughs> except I read one thing, it said, except we should sp- suspend our judgment. So maybe I'll create the suspending my judgment on the Sabbath uh, uh, thing. Why, are there, why is there so much division? It's because we haven't come to the Sabbath. All right, last but not least, here we are. 
The Sabbath is about trusting the Lord of the Sabbath. <laughs> what Jesus was trying to get to them by making this statement, uh, the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath, basically saying, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. Guess who made the rule about Sabbath? He was letting them know again, I am God. I can suspend whatever rules I make. It's like, if I make this rule, I can suspend it. I can modify it. I can do whatever I want because I am the one who wrote it. And so I'm the Lord over it. But how does that relate to us? And, you know, I'm thinking about the disciples as they're listening to this, like, what? I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. Now, now, what, now what is going on here? And the, the thing that, that came to me was the Sabbath really is about us resting and trusting. And the reason that we work so hard is because, uh, one of the reasons, not, I mean, he calls us to rest, but when we're resting, we're not making money, right? We, we don't know the provision. And that was part of the Sabbath was for people to understand, ah, if I don't work, I won't have enough. And so uh, that's part of the Sabbath is realizing you can trust God for you to have enough. You Okay. Okay, um, I can trust him for my provision. I can trust him for my future. The future is crazy right now, right? You know, the future's always been crazy. Do you know that? In your, in your life, you've thought about your future. And every time you think about it, you think, that's crazy, <laughs> right? And, and if you include any, any media with it, it's really crazy. Because, you know, we might be, you know, there might be nukes over here any second now, right? That, I mean, right? But the Sabbath teaches us that we are secure in our trust of Him. He is not, we are in the palm of His hand. There's nothing going to come into our life that doesn't come through Him. So, therefore, we can trust Him. Though it gets tough, like Dean was saying, I've never been sued by somebody that's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. That would be very difficult for me. And yet, you trusted the Lord through that, and we can trust Him through the hard things of our life. I've definitely trusted God through some difficult things. Uh, often it has to do with our health, right? If you're, if you're struggling with your health, when you get that diagnosis and you're going, oh, gee, and you, you try everything you can, to fix it, but ultimately you're left with, I'm going to have to trust the Lord with this, right? Uh, with our kids, our grandkids, how many are concerned? I mean, no, I'm not, but if I was, no. I, we're always concerned about our kids. They never go away. They, they forgot to tell us that. It wasn't in the book, that when you have children, that you, being concerned about them never goes away, you, you know? Uh, and, and so the Sabbath teaches us to, to rest and to trust that God's got them in his hands too. All right. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. I don't know what you're anxious about right now, what you're going, oh man, I don't know. I'm struggling with this right now. Jesus comes to us and says, listen, I am Lord over that thing. And so I wanted to close this way. Um, our trust of what the Lord's doing leads us 
to actually let go of our control of trying to fix it and instead go to him and put it into his hands. So I wanted us to pray. Uh, let's just stop for a moment. I'll, I'll bring us before the Lord this morning. Father, thank you that, that you have taught us and are teaching us and will continue to teach us that we can trust you no matter what. And yet this morning we showed up anxious about so many things, things that are in the world, things that are in our lives, things that are part of us, in our body even. Lord, the anxiety that we might feel just in in our own mind. And yet, Lord, you know that you've called us as your children to come right into your presence to let go and to be rested from these things. Lord, your word says that we cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. And Lord, for all those that came with anxieties this morning about anything, as those things come to our mind, we want to give them to you right now and find the Lord of the Sabbath in our midst. We take the things that we're anxious about. We take the things we're worried about. We take our lack. And we thank you that you're our provider and that we can trust you through every season of our life. Thank you, Lord, for being the Lord of the Sabbath and the Lord of our lives. And we pray, Lord, that this week as we encounter others that might be anxious, that we would take a moment to pray for them, to pray with them, and to help them understand that you're the Lord of the Sabbath for their life too. Thank you for giving us roots that go deep and can stand in every situation. We love you, Lord, and thank you what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. He is greater than all your fears. He is greater than all your worries. He is greater than all the evil of this world. He is greater. Amen. All right. Um, I was going to do something else today, but I think I can't because the aromatics coming from the kitchen uh, are now calling me to close. So with that, I'd like to thank everybody who's joined us online today. Uh, God bless you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. I promise you that because that's the promise of the Bible and it is always true. God bless you. Have a good day and uh, we'll see you later. Bye-bye.